Welcome to a community-supported and guest-produced edition of the Best of the Left podcast with clips today from Democracy Now!, The Young Turks, Rachel Maddow, Mike Malloy, Christopher Hitchens, Randy Rhodes, and a song by Roy Zimmerman. The Christian evangelical leader Jerry Falwell has died at the age of 73. He was the founder of the Moral Majority and a pioneering figure in the religious right. He led campaigns against abortion, gay rights, pornography, and bans on school prayer. During the 1960s, Falwell condemned the Reverend Martin Luther King and what he described the civil wrongs movement. In the 1980s, Falwell praised South Africa's apartheid government as a bulwark for Christian civilization and campaigned against economic sanctions. Falwell once described Nobel priest laureate Archbishop Desmond Tutu as a phony. Shortly after the September 11, 2001 attacks, Falwell appeared on Pat Robertson's 700 Club and blamed liberal groups in the United States for the attacks. relative term, I suppose, or it could mean a lot of different things. Uh, I've got a lot of quotes from Reverend Falwell, but let's uh, first let him do the speaking for himself about the September 11th attacks and who was really at fault. I, I really believe that the pagans and the abortionists and the feminists and the gays and the lesbians who are actively trying to make that an alternative lifestyle, the ACLU, people for the American way, all of them who tried to secularize America, I point the thing in their face and say, you helped this happen. I love it when people in serious public life blame the pagans. It's <laughs> awesome when they blame the pagans. Really, the pagans. Here's some other quotes from Falwell, um, the late Jerry Falwell. The idea that religion and politics don't mix was invented by the devil. I thought it was Thomas Jefferson. Mm. But, uh, okay, <laughs> my mistake. By the devil to keep Christians from running their own country. Um, now this part, this quote you could disagree with. It's a, you know, look, I couldn't, there isn't a quote I disagree with more, uh, but it just doesn't make him a bad person. It just makes him wrong. He says the Bible is the inerrant word of the living God is absolutely infallible without error in all matters pertaining to faith and practice as well as in areas such as geography, science, history, etc. You know that for that reason alone, why do you bring this guy? Why did anybody put this guy on TV? That's that's definitively crazy talk, even beyond the normal crazy talk that is expected from a guy like Jerry Falwell. Because by saying that, he's taking, you know, the, these guys, these literalists, they got to get around the stuff about like stoning your kids to death if they talk back to you. 
or or don't mix the wool and the cotton or you'll get stoned to death because they're like yeah that stuff's not working and be honest we don't care about that because that does there's no mo there's no moralizing we can do because of that we can't tell you how to live because of that so they figure out ways around that he's not even bothered yeah, no, he's not. And he, he, all that stuff about, you know, if you wear the two different kinds of cloth, you're going to hell and it's an abomination against God. Yep, yeah, inerrant. Inerrant. It's the Absolutely word of infallible. a living God. Absolutely infallible. Absolutely infallible. If you've ever eaten shrimp, the Bible says you're going to hell. Absolutely infallible. Sad, sad day for you. All you shrimp lovers, red lobster, you, if you ever went there, you're done for. Yeah. Okay? Absolutely infallible. Here's another fun uh, Jerry Falwell quote. Um, I hope I live to see the day when, as in the early days of our country, we won't have, wait for it, any public schools. The churches will have taken them over again, and Christians will be running them. What a happy day that will be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's going to be certifiable. <laughs> public schools. We won't have any public schools. Uh, so... Um, here is now, now those are the some of the atrocious quotes. I'll give you one that is attributed to him, although the source is not cited, so it's a little unfair. Uh, but but it is a true. I've seen it attributed to him in several places for whatever that's worth. Uh, I'll give you a couple of those. If you're not a born again Christian, you're a failure as a human being. Okay. Now I, I'm not surprised by that because yeah, that's the whole yeah. philosophy. Right. Which sure. Is, right. Uh, AIDS is not God. God uh, just God's punishment for homosexuals. It is God's punishment for the society that tolerates homosexuals. No, I, I, He's very well known for that. Yeah. The Jews are returning to their land of disbelief. This is a attributed quote. He said it on Listen America. The Jews are returning to their land of uh, unbelief. They are spiritually blind and desperately in need of their Messiah and Savior. Uh, but again, I find all of that kind of logical. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't even have any objection to that. That's all right. And they believe that, I mean, he's a preacher and he believes a Christian preacher. He believes other stuff. Right. And when I say logical, I don't mean that I believe it. I think it's ridiculous. But it's logical that if you believe that the Bible is the inerrant word of God and Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, then, you know, and you're a fundamentalist, then it's logical that you think all the other ones are wrong and they're all going to hell. It's one of the great things about, uh, you know, at least the Jews I grew up with and, you know, and, and to be honest, I, I, you know, most Jews, the idea is you think about what you're, you know, Jews would not react that way or, you know, look, fundamentalist Jews unquestionably would. But, um, and Jerry Falwell's a fundamentalist, so it's fair to put him in, in that group. But, you know, I and mean, most Jews are going to hear that uh, or, you know, the fact that obviously they believe something different and they're going to think, well, well, that's interesting. Maybe they're right. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to challenge it. You're supposed to think about it. All right, now, finally, these two quotes from Jerry Falwell, uh, and they're funny. Uh, on CNN's Crossfire in uh, May 17, 1997, Jerry Falwell said, Grown men should not be having sex with prostitutes unless they're married to them. Hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, he's open-minded. If you marry a prostitute, you can go ahead and have sex with her. All right. All right, and then this is the, the left-behind stuff. Where was the beginning? Grown men? Yeah, grown men. Oh, interesting. Well, interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Grown men should not be having sex with prostitutes unless they're married to them. Right. So, By the way, I want to th uh, thank a listener for sending this in. It was a, in a link that it, this is all documented. Uh, and every one of these, other than the ones that, that I said are uh, the, where the source is not known, there's a specific source attached to it. But uh, Nani sent it to us, and we appreciate that. All right. So the last one is the the getting sucked up into the sky. Like, people have a hard time believing that they actually believe that. But they do. Here's a quote from Jerry Falwell in April 8, 1984. Quote, you'll be riding along in an automobile. You'll be the driver, perhaps. You're a Christian. There'll be several people in the automobile with you. 
maybe someone who's not a Christian, when the trumpet sounds you and the other born-again believers in that automobile will be instantly caught away. You will disappear, leaving behind only your clothes and physical things that cannot inherit eternal life. That unsaved person or persons in the automobile will suddenly be startled to find the car suddenly somewhere crashes. Other cars on the highway driven by believers will suddenly be out of control and stark pandemonium will occur on every highway in the world where Christians are caught away from the driver's wheel. Why ah, it... that glorious day, Jerry. That glorious day. That glorious day when there are hideous car accidents that kill children. Woo! <laughs> I can't wait! <laughs> There's so much blood, man. They love the blood. And what, what I find particularly sick about all that is they get off so much on being the ones that are right and get sucked away naked, and the rest die in a terrible death. Yeah, they love it. Like, like if you're a true Christian, shouldn't you be like, oh my God, I wanted to help people, and I so don't let them die. Let's find a way. Whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah. No, they die in a fiery death. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking if you're a true Christian, you're like, yeah, you know what? Leave me be. I'm going to keep driving the car. Can I I'll, park first? Uh, I'll, God, <laughs> I'll park it so the non-believers can get out, and then I'll be right up. And my favorite part of that whole imagery is the idea of Jerry Falwell being sucked up naked. Yeah, that's a nice. <laughs> You'll leave your clothes behind. Shame he passed away before that could happen. Yeah, um, yeah what happened? I thought the tribulation was coming. I... Mm, hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, other things about Jerry Falwell. He uh, he uh, founded, of course, the inappropriately named Moral Majority back in 1973. And as we uh, just sort of told you, the leader of the homophobic, anti-gay movement in this country that hid its bigotry behind a veil of so-called religious tolerance when it was really taking advantage of religion to promote intolerance. He'll be missed. He was a terrible guy. Yeah, that's he all. He was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anytime somebody passes away, it's, of course, a, a moment to grieve for the loved ones. And everybody, no matter how bad a guy they are or how much we disagree with them, has loved ones, etc. It's never a good thing. Hey, look, man, we, I disagree with Ronald Reagan. We 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 did a show that was uh, at the time largely, you know, reverential towards yeah, Reagan, and pointing out all the, the the great things about him that I didn't know that I learned uh, on his death, you know, and mm -hmm. obviously a complicated guy, an interesting guy. Jerry Falwell, I'm sure, was great to his kids and grandkids, but it doesn't matter. He he did destructive things that hurt this country very badly. Yep, and now he's gone. So there it is. This kid who got into an accident and caught and come to school, but when he finally came back, his hair had turned from black into bright white. He said that it was from when the cousin smashed his
The second Republican presidential debate was held on the day that will forever be asterisked in American history as the date on which Jerry Falwell finally died, which creates kind of an awkward theme for the Republican debates. After all, the first one was literally at the tomb of Ronald Reagan. The second one was under the hovering just dead specter of the founder of the religious right. I kind of like this as a theme for them. I hope they run with it. Um, Jerry Falwell founded his church in Lynchburg in 1956. He founded his televangelism show and a school for white children soon thereafter. On his old-time Gospel Hour show, he hosted geniuses like George Wallace. Segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. Falwell hosted George Wallace and Lester Maddox, who was famous for wielding an axe handle to prevent the mixing of the races at his fried chicken restaurant. Both Lester and George, regulars with Jerry on the old-time Gospel Hour. By the 1980s, Jerry Falwell had expanded his horizons. He went international, endorsing the apartheid government in South Africa. When normal people were agitating for South African divestment, Jerry Falwell was promoting investment. He asked American Christians to buy gold coins from South Africa to invest in that government. He promoted South African Krugerrands to shore up apartheid. Jerry Falwell was also the original God Hates Fags guy. Before Fred Phelps ever bought his first foam core, there was Jerry Falwell. Falwell was not only an, an AIDS is God's punishment for gay people guy, Falwell was also the guy who said that AIDS is God's punishment for America tolerating gay people. Jerry Falwell wanted to abolish public education. Jerry Falwell wanted to abolish the Teletubbies because he thought that Tinky Winky was too queer. But you know what? The important thing here is that without Jerry Falwell's televangelism and Jerry Falwell's moral majority, there would be no religious right in this country. There would have been no Ronald Reagan presidency. The modern Republican Party would bear no resemblance to what it is today. Many of the campaigns and the candidates have issued statements of regret and condolence over the death of the Reverend Jerry Falwell today. Yeah, I'm sure they did. After all, with him gone, who's going to be your apartheid, segregation, anti-gay, yay for AIDS, banned Tinky Winky inspiration now? I think as a nation, we've got to be more closed-minded. The emails keep coming in here about the Falwell thing. Uh, I wish I could read them all because some of these are extremely creative in their rage against this uh, sour and sorry old bastard who did more damage to uh, 
to people in this country. And, and I'm not just talking about women or feminists, as he would put it, or, or gays or uh, witches or, you know, whatever he was bad-mouthed. Not just those groups, the ones that he targeted suffered uh, Jerry Falwell's lash, but the entire culture did. He and his filthy moral majority that employed more child molesters and women beaters and psychopaths than, than I, I can, I don't know, what organization offered safe harbor to those evil bastards to a greater degree than the moral majority? I can't think of one. Oh, okay, well, other than the Catholic Church, the priesthood of the Catholic Church, but you know what I'm talking about. So Falwell... It, you know, all the blubbering, and, and I, I, I don't get this. I really don't. This was an evil son of a bitch. I don't care by what standard you measure him, if you come at it with a logical or rational or reasonable mind, which means if you're religious, you can't do that. So that immediately eliminates a huge chunk of the American population. But if you are a humanist, a rationalist, uh, someone whose mind is not uh, turned into peanut butter by this God crap, if you can still think clearly, then Falwell was an evil, evil, evil man who perpetrated so much damage, so much badness. There's nothing good about him. And to see the whining and the bleating and the and the chest thumping now. I watched some freak on television today. Oh, he was my pastor and he was my mentor. And, you know, I grew up here in Lynchburg and I went to Liberty College and, and Jerry's been called home. No, Jerry hasn't been called home. The son of a bitch died. He's dead. He's over. He's done. His damage is finished. Dear Mike. This is from Travis. Today, during my lunch break, I was reading various online newspapers while tucked away inside my, uh, my cubicle. One of those newspapers happened to mention that Reverend Jerry Falwell had died at the age of 73. Now, I consider myself to be a progressive-minded individual. What is more, I make a concerted effort to be a better person each and every day. Yet, in light of this recent event, Mike, I have to ask you something. Is it wrong for me to be happy, even just a little bit, that a reprehensible human being has finally kicked the bucket? The Reverend Falwell, in my opinion, was a hypocrite, a racist, a misogynist, an elitist, a homophobe, an anti-Semite, and a one-of-a-kind piece of pond scum. But why stop there? Falwell championed the rights of the unborn, this is true, but he also endorsed policies and candidates who did very little for those who survived the ordeal of childbirth. He hijacked altruistic-sounding phrases like, Family values led an organization called the Moral Majority and founded Liberty University, which resides in the aptly named town of Lynchburg, Virginia. And then, of course, there were his comments on my 28th birthday, September 13th of 2001, when he said to his colleague Pat Robertson on the 700 Club, "Yada yada yada." You remember that, right? But if that wasn't all, if that wasn't bad enough, all that, Mike, there were the Reverend. Attack on Tinky Winky. Tinky Winky, Mike! <laughs> More of this when we come back. I'm Mike Malloy. And all I want to do is satisfy my Lord and be the best Christian boy. In all the whole wide world, I'll be a cowboy, a Christian cowboy. I'll work for Jesus all my days. And on the prairie or in the city, I'll help him up all the There's only one thing 
that you can get away with the most extraordinary offences to morality and to truth in this country if you'll just get yourself called reverend. Who would, even at your network, have invited on such a little toad to tell us that the attacks of September the 11th were the result of our sinfulness and were God's punishment if they hadn't got some kind of clerical qualification? People like that should be out in the street shouting and hollering with a cardboard sign and selling pencils from a cup. The whole consideration of this, of this uh, horrible little person is offensive to very, very many of us who have some regard for truth and for morality and who think that ethics do not require that lies be told to children by evil old men. That we're not told that people who believe like Falwell will be snatched up into heaven, uh, where I'm glad to see uh, he skipped the rapture, just found on the floor of his office, uh, while the rest of us go to hell. How, how dare they talk to children like this? How dare they raise money from credulous people on their huckster-like Elmer Gantry radio stations and fly around in private jets as he did, giggling and sniggering all the time at what he was getting away with? Do you get an idea now of what I mean to say? Yeah, no, I think, I think you're making yourself very clear. I mean, I how dare he say, for example, that the Antichrist is already present amongst us and is an adult male Jew? while all the time fawning on the worst elements in Israel, with his other hand pumping anti-Semitic innuendos into American politics, along with his friends Robertson and Graham. And yet there uh, are... And, and, and he, encouraging, encouraging, encouraging the most extreme uh, theocratic fanatics and maniacs on the West Bank and in Gaza not to give an inch of what he thought of as holy land to the people who already live there, undercutting and ruining every, every de Democrat and secularist in the Jewish state, in the name of God. This is, this is, he's done us an enormous, enormous disservice by this sort of demagogy. What do you think it says about America that, and politics in America, that he was so successful in mobilizing huge swaths of the country to come out and vote? I'm not certain at all that he did deserve this reputation. You, you don't think and he I, does? Well, I'm not certain that he, that he was a mobilizer. He certainly hoped to be one. Well. The fact is that uh, the country suffers to a considerable extent from paying too much uh, by way of compliment to anyone who can describe themselves as a person of faith. Jimmy Swaggart, Ted Haggard, Chaucerian frauds, people who are simply pickpockets uh, who, and, and frauds who uh, prey on the gullible. Do you and, believe he believed the, what he spoke? And the, and the unwell? Of course not. He, he woke up every morning, as I say, pinching his chubby little flanks and thinking, I've got away with it again. You think it was a complete fraud, really? Yes. You, you don't believe I that, think, I mean, in, in I his reading of the Bible, you don't think he was sincere in his, in his, I mean, whether you agree I, or not with his reading the Bible, I, you don't think he was sincere in what he spoke? No. I think he was a conscious charlatan and bully and fraud. I think if he read the Bible at all, and I would doubt that he could actually read any long book. Uh, for, uh, at all, uh, that he did so only in the most hucksterish, as we say, Bible-pounding way. I'm going to repeat what I said before about the Israeli question. It's very important. Jerry Falwell kept saying to his own crowd, yeah, you've got to like the Jews because they can make more money in 10 minutes than you can make in a lifetime. He was always full, as his friends uh, Robertson and um, Graham are and were of anti-Semitic innuendo, yet in the most base and hypocritical way, he encouraged the worst elements among Jewry. He got Menachem Begin to give him the Jabotinsky Medal, uh, celebrating an alliance between Christian fundamentalism and Jewish fanaticism that has ruined the chances for peace in the Middle East. Lots of people are going to die 
and are already leading miserable lives because of the nonsense preached by this man and because of the absurd way that we credit anyone who can say they're a person of faith. Look, the president endangers us this way. He meets a KGB thug like Vladimir Putin and because he's wearing a crucifix around his neck says, I'm dealing with a man of faith who's a man of goodwill. Look what Putin's done to American and European interests lately. What has the president said to take back this absurd remark? It's time to stop saying that because someone preaches credulity and credulousness uh, that, uh, and claims it as a matter of faith, that we should respect them. The whole life of Falwell shows this is an actual danger to democracy, to culture, to civilization. That's what my book is all about. The book is God is Not Great. Uh, Christopher Hitchens. Big man fuck from North Carolina's tape. He's a worthless piece of shit. He's a paragon of hate. He's a redneck, fuck face, brain dead waste of space, two bit, two timey motherfucking cool of slime against gay rights and funding for the arts. Right to cancel PBS and tear paper apart. Cut hate funding, corporate welfare for the rich. He's a shameless money grubber. He's a two dollar bitch. Why won't Jesse Helms just hurry up and die? Why won't Jesse Helms just hurry up and die? Fundamentalist, but quad, it quest prick. He's ugly as a Morlock, dumb as a brick. He's a sack of shit hypocrite, single-minded man bigot, punk bitch, ignorant, has much sentiment, lifelong friend of the deadly Kansas chicks, thinks hate is the fault of the people it inflicts, racist, but who supports segregation, foe of the people, friend of the corporation. Why won't Jesse Helms just hurry up and die? Why won't Jesse Helms just hurry up and die? Why won't Jesse Helms just hurry up and die? Why won't Jesse Helms just hurry up and die? Jerry Falwell has died. At 73. Moment of silence. And then giggle uncontrollably. You know, I'm not glad that anybody's dead, but I must say that it is a relief to me to know that he will not be around to blame gay people for everything anymore. It's just amazing to me. I was just, you know, looking at all this stuff this man did. First of all, he was a segregationist. He was strongly strongly for segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. He was just, he hated Martin Luther King, said he was not sincere. See, Jerry Falwell was sincere. Martin Luther King, not sincere. Probably gay. <laughs> he really was, and he was, I mean, he was in love with Lester Maddox, who was an old segregationist politician, and George Wallace, an old segregationist politician. He called the civil rights movement the civil wrongs movement. He played on people's hatred and fear, much like, oh, I don't know, the president of the United States, perhaps? Could be. Could very well be. I mean, he supported apartheid like, oh, I don't know, the vice president of the United States? Yes, exactly. He supported apartheid in South Africa. He loved Bota. He loved him. He actually urged his church 
his churched people. He urged them to buy Krugerrands to support apartheid. He, Desmond Tutu, also a reverend, hate to put them in the same sentence, even the same thought, uh, won the Nobel Peace Prize. Does everybody remember? He won the Nobel Peace Prize. Jerry Falwell said he, Tutu, was a phony. Oh, yeah, everybody that used their lives for good and decent and, more, more, you know, what was moral and what is moral and what will always be moral was a phony, was a uh, insincere person. You know, I, it, it's an amazing life he had. You know, Teletubbies, gay. Katrina, gays did it. Hurricane Andrew, because of the gays. 9-11, gay people. Gay people. Larry Flint, not gay, perverted, sued Larry Flint, and Larry Flint said, too bad for you. I'm a scrappy little boy from the Appalachian Mountains of Kentucky. Let's do it. Let's do this thing. Let's dance, Jerry. And uh, went all the way to the Supreme Court, and of course, Jerry, uh, Jerry Falwell lost. Jerry Falwell lost. Your homework tonight is for everybody to watch The People versus Larry Flint. Great movie. Amazing American story about the nature of the fundamentalist versus the nature of a porn king and how the porn king ended up protecting my right to free speech and the evangelist ended up making money off of what is pornographic and that is taking the poorest of Americans you know, he used to go into people's houses and look over their financials. He'd say, you know, he would tell people, you're living wrong, you're in debt, and I will get you out of debt. Just, you know, and he would go and he would look and he would say things like, well, here's your problem. Make a, he would tell people to make a list of all the debts. And it was worse than pray about it. It was worse than that. He would make, he would tell people to make a list of all their debts, and then he would go to their home and when he would look at their list, if the first thing on their list was not tithing, that was the problem. Let me say a word to you who are struggling with debt right now. A bad attitude about money got you in debt. Whenever I'm counseling a couple who's having financial difficulties, I'll say, give me your budget now. What's your income? How much you're spending? Where are you putting it? And if I don't see tithes and offerings at the top, I'll say, there's your problem right there. You're robbing from God. Oh, we can't afford right now, Pastor. No, no, you can't afford not to. If you need a miracle, you better put the miracle working God in your budget. I've never led people into that that they can come back a few months later. So I don't know how it works, but it does. I don't know how in the world. Well, I give more to God, have less to keep. I wind up with more. That's, that's spiritual mathematics. life alone, in darkness, in seclusion. Yeah, I know. You've been out there, tried to mix with those animals, and it just left you full of humiliated confusion. So you stagger back home and wait for nothing. But the solitary refinement of your room spits you back out onto the street now you're desperate and in need of human contact. 
And then you meet me and your whole world changes because everything I say is everything you've ever wanted to hear. So you drop all your defenses and you drop all your fears and you trust me completely. I'm perfect in every way. So I make you feel so strong and so powerful inside. You feel so lucky. But your ego obscures reality and you never bother to wonder why things are going so well. You want to know why? Days after 9/11, 9:13, for the record. Uh, were you watching the 700 Club? Did you miss it that day? As skeptics, you got to check out on that that show. That was the day that Jerry Falwell was a guest on the show. It's Pat Robertson's show. I don't think he was leg pressing 2,000 pounds that day, but uh, but Jer- Jerry Falwell was doing some heavy, heavy intellectual lifting, and he was saying that uh, that surely some of the blame for this incident must fall on the ACLU. And gays and lesbians and feminists, abortionists, pagans, people for the American way. And I wanted to call in and say that was out loud. Did you know that? Jerry Falwell's God was standing by the elevator while we were talking about the party, so we had to invite him. (laughs) Secretly, we were wishing that he wouldn't come because he's vengeful and jealous and he tends to smite people. (laughs) Of course, he knew we were thinking that. (laughs) Made him all the more determined to show up punish us. I wanted to invite my God, but he was at the beach. Jerry Falwell's God is everywhere. The robe and the beard down to here and the gossamer wings and the button that says, what would Jesus do? Sure enough, day of the, 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 day of the party, there he was at the door. And he spoke, spaketh he, saying, I am come. Yeah, I know there's a joke there, but... (laughs) Jerry Falwell's God will not be mocked. So I said, you know, come in. Jerry Falwell's God. Jerry Falwell's God. (laughs) Now, I'm no heavenly host, but I throw a decent party. There were all kind of people there, black, white, Swedish, Norwegian, the entire human spectrum. And right away, Jerry Falwell's God found the two people who would listen to him and began spaking in a voice so loud that a guy from the bowling alley came over and asked us would we keep it down. 
turned the loaves to fishes. And the Oreos to Hydrox. And he made the lame to walk. And, you know, these were my friends, so they were still lame, but they could walk. And he divided up the room, divided he, saying, gays here, lesbians here, feminists, pagans, abortionists, people for the American way. And frankly, some of us did not know where to stand. I went with the lesbians. at each group in turn, saying, I blame you and you and you who have secularized society and cast me out of the town square. And I thought, man, you are the town square. And he said, lo, the end days are here and the judgment is nigh where I will draw the faithful to heaven and leave the unrepentant to walk a desolate earth. I know, strict. And he began to rain toads and spit fire. And he brought forth seven bowls and seven plagues. And finally, I just said, listen, I'll tell you one thing Jesus would not do. Jesus would not wreck a guy's party. (laughs) And Jesus would not preach hate. Jesus would not stand in the rubble and say, I told you so. Jesus would not use an international catastrophe to score points for some narrow, misogynistic, anti-Semitic, homophobic interpretation of his life and teachings. And if people are vengeful and jealous and violent, maybe it's because you created them in your image. People have cast you out of the town square. Maybe it's because you're a finger-pointing, moralizing, rageaholic stone drag who gives deities a bad name. And if people have turned away from your word, maybe it's because you got spinach in your teeth. <laughs> and he smote me. <laughs> 